It's a very good afternoon. We might try again, uh, Ratsy. It's uh, these uh, these little things in here can can be. Um, they're called buttons. They're quite annoying. These <laughs> little. And anyway, as was I was, I was just saying, it's a very good afternoon to everybody. Welcome to another session of uh, Two Smoking Guns with Scotty and Ratsy. And I'll just jump straight into it. Just a very good afternoon to you, Ratsy. And a very good afternoon to you, Scotty. <laughs> and what a great uh, weekend oh, it's been. Marty, Marty, Marty. We're all up and about. <laughs> Now, before we go any further, yes. oh, I have some breaking news. Yes. Yep. Uh, this is straight out of Canberra. Yes. Um, uh, Australia has a new national anthem. It is. Can you play it, please? Yes, this is it. Go. Oh, when the Saints go marching in, oh, when the Saints go marching in, oh, how I want to be with St. Kilda, when the Saints go marching in. <laughs> <laughs> that just has to be adopted by every true blue Australian, other than Richmond supporters, <laughs> or uh, or any other team that's in the finals. We're in the finals. We're in the finals. We're up and about, Scotty. Here we are, marching uh, to to oh, the yeah. tune as we sit in uh, sit in the studio. But uh, no, what a glorious Friday night it was. It's been a long time between drinks. The and year of the rat. It is the year of the rat. The year, it was year a great, and fantastic headline, wasn't the it? Year so, of the rat. Uh, I was reading all about that um, and just some of the little things that he does, uh, you know, just to yeah. get close to his people and care for his people, and and I think that's just a lovely uh, reward for him as as much as anybody. Um, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> it doesn't get lost on a supporter. Let me give you the tip. No, he's a, he's a very very good <laughs> coach, and uh, obviously uh, uh, he's done a great job getting us in. Um, it's raised the spirits of a lot of people around oh, these neck of the woods, and uh, we're pretty excited. I was very nervous yeah, going mate. into Friday night. Yeah, yeah, um, very tense. Yeah, um, but uh, I've watched it again last night. Did and you? The way we kicked away in that last half oh, was magic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then the last quarter in particular. But so uh, we're going to have to have a look today at our ladders, well, Scotty, like, because we well, made some rash predictions. We did also, several weeks ago. We we'll have to revisit yeah, all. Yeah, that. no, I think we should because uh, I've I've been through that as I think you have, and uh, so I've got the ladder. And then, obviously, there's a, still a couple of... There's one more game to go. The interesting one today, I think, is the... It's the uh, Melbourne game. Uh, well, it's the Bulldogs. No, Melbourne well, the Bulldogs play, game. Bulldogs right. plays with yesterday. So, Bulldogs. Melbourne are currently in the eight. Yes. Bulldogs win, Melbourne go out of the eight. Yes. But anyway, look, let's park that we'll for a minute. We'll park that for later. Because um, that there there's is... There's tons a, of other stuff. Well, there's a bit to talk about around the footy, but there's lots of other things going on as well. So, um, I'm going to bring to the uh, to the audience today, uh, the listening audience... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the PM's gas. Yes, he's gassed again. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Navarre. Uh, What's always, the, no, the I, man's not the Russian? Yeah, it's the Russian. Uh, the poisoned the, Russian. Navalny. God. Navalny. Navalny. Um, and I've got a little bit about his uh, update on his poisoning. Have you? Uh, are you still with us? Brilliant. Um, I've got uh, a thing about a driverless car, but there were actually people in it. Um, and the police happened to catch up with them. Right. So let me share that with you at some point. Right. Um, uh, I know you love uh, you love when I say the word hoverboard. No, I love hoverboards. I'm sure the second, Marty McFly. I'm sure a second hoverboards become available. <laughs> you'll, you'll be like those people at Apple, you know, that line oh. up for about three days to get the next I would, version. If, if they had a hoverboard, I'd get a hoverboard. Yeah, I reckon you would too. I love a hoverboard. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about old mate uh, on the tools on his hoverboard. Uh, 
um, working in somebody's mouth. <laughs> what could possibly Dentists go wrong? on hoverboards. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, uh, we've got a new viewing platform that I think has well, got the tick. That's right. I heard, uh, I heard about that. I think it's just covering up a, a filthy old drain, but it's a good idea. Yeah, well, I mean, either A lot way, of tourists get down at St Kilda. going to go about good. 60 or 70 metres out into the bay, and, mm. um, you know, maybe they need to set up a little bar out there on the <laughs> end or something. And Some refreshments. People would never leave. Right. <laughs> um, I'm going to revisit um, uh, a topic that I didn't manage to cover last week because we were just chock-a-block. Oh, we were. Um, the bionic eye. Oh, yes, Lindsay we Wagner. Talking about the Wagner girl. Yeah. Um, abbreviations back in the 60s. So we're all of our... Um, yeah. All of our children think that they invented OMG and LOL. LOL. You know, and ha-ha, you know, whatever else they go on with. WTF. Yeah, well, I've got some that they... Well, that's right. What the Francis? I mean, uh, so I'm going to read you some yeah. letters that actually make up um, a saying yeah. that they used to share with each other back in the 60s. In the 60s? Uh, yes, and it was a bit of a, um, it was a, a, bit of a love reach out. Oh. You know, it was a sort of an affectionate piece. Lovely. But uh, if you can understand it, you're a better man than well, me. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, I've got a thing. Uh, you know you're getting old when? Yes. I've had a lot of that lately. <laughs> Uh, spies of the past. So back in the forties, well, I've had this up my sleeve for a couple of weeks now. So if we get time, we might run that up the uh, up the flag. But a little bit about wine. I got a stupid little joke, um, and I want to talk to you about a fantastic three part series on the ABC called Fight for Planet A. Yeah, right. And I want you to watch it, and I want to talk to you about it next week. Okay. So uh, well, you anyway. well, you've gone sixties and forties. Yeah. What I'm if, doing a bit in the fifties today. Oh, fifties. Because a very very. Uh, 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 a listener to the show, yes. Cam Williams, yes. he's a friend and a, oh. listens to the show. Mr. Williams, good afternoon. He, um, he, sh- he sent me a challenge through the week. Oh, I love a challenge. He's, he's having hey. a, uh, an ongoing debate with his a couple of his mates right. about which is the best rockabilly song of all time. Oh, I know what you're going to do. And he thought, he thought he'd defer into me to say, well, can you help us out? Oh, yeah. By, uh, by having a little bit of a look <laughs> at a couple of the rockabilly songs and the origin of rockabilly, which was in the 50s. So um, we're going to play Rockabilly today. It's our thong- song oh. theme. Um, and it's good because I didn't have to do any thinking about that. I just got listeners so, bombarding me with so uh, are suggestions. Gonna, are we going to vote and therefore... Um, uh, well, will, will, he, that, will that help Cam, do we think? Well, well, he, he, he's chosen one. Oh, he, and his mates have chosen another one. Are they part he, of what you've got? Well, they are. Oh, good. And then I've got a few others that right. I'm suggesting that might even oh, be better than a couple of curveballs. Couple of curveballs. <laughs> love it. So we're going to do a bit of that. Oh, um, I'm going to talk about biscuits. Biscuits. You because love we're talking you. about biscuits. You got your picky tin. I got my picky tin <laughs> at home, and we're going to take you through the best Australian biscuits. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I don't have a lot of. Biscuits. We might do that at about three thirty when we normally have our hungry oh, time. Oh, don't do that. I want to talk to you about Melania. Oh, yeah. Toilet roll cakes. Yeah. Same boat. Cricket kicks. <laughs> Cricket kits. Yes. Um, all the television shows in Australia, what are filmed in Melbourne, what might not be filmed in Melbourne anyway, right. which ones might be because of COVID and stuff. Yeah, okay. I talked about hurricane names. And I've been putting a couple of bets on the races, on the GGs oh, on Saturday. I'm just warming up to the you? spring carnival. Right, so. Good. So I'm going to take you through some of to, the better lines that I've seen in the form guide. We might have late. to re-engage uh, Racetrack Ralph. Yeah, we'll have to get Ralph So on. It's his, uh, this is his sweet spot. He, he's, he's, this, is his, this is where this he is, shines. This is his game. And I'm going to talk to you about one of Australia's great characters, the shuffling Cliff Young. 
Oh, gumboots. He came up in conversation. Gumboots. Yes, so I'm going to talk to you about his life. Uh, who was the other dude that... Uh, Giannis Kouros. Uh, Giannis Kouros, that's right, yes. Yes, he came up in now, conversation. Uh, did, did he run bare feet? Uh, no. Or did he have no, shoes? I think he had the but old Cliffy, Adidas. Cliffy had the old, gum, but Cliffy Giannis ran in... had the old Adidas Rooms. Oh, oh, did he? <laughs> he did. But Cliffy ran in his gumboots. In his boots. How do you do that? I don't know. It's I remarkable. couldn't walk from a back door to the back fence it's of a gumboot. Remarkable, gumboots, isn't it? Let alone sitting in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, he came up, so we were going to was, talk about um, him. Was Yanni in the same race that... Yes. Well, no. Um, he was in He was in the second race, I believe. Was he? Yes. Because... Uh, and, and wasn't the reason that old Shuffles won uh, because he actually didn't sleep anywhere near as well, much as some of the others? Well, I'll take you through it now, if you like. Oh, okay. it's really quite fascinating, oh, the whole thing. So, Cliff Young. Bring Albert up. Ernest. Clifford Young. Oh, Order of Australia. <laughs> Albert Ernest. Albert Ernest Clifford Young. Of course there's, there's three names you don't get anymore. Oh, eh? Albie Ernie. Albie Ernie Cliff. <laughs> Potato farmer from Beach Forest in Victoria, best known for his unexpected win in the inaugural Westfield Sydney to Melbourne yeah. Ultra Marathon. In 1983, do you reckon they just giggled? 1983, at the start line. <laughs> that is 37 years ago. Do you reckon they said, "Mate, the farm's that way"? At 61, <laughs> he's well, on the start line. Well, you say that. <laughs> he, um, as a child, yes. um, he was oh. um, he was the eldest son and third of seven children. Wow. Um, they grew up on a farm in Beach Forest. They were very poor. Yep. At a 2,000 acre family farm. With about 2,000 sheep. As a child, Young was forced to round up the stock on foot as the family were poor during the Depression, could not afford horses. Right. So Cliffy used to round them up. <laughs> and um, so he he was pretty fit. In 82, he trained for a few months around the Otways. He tried to break New Zealand's Siegfried Ziggy Bowers' then world record for 1,000 miles. Jesus Christ. And uh, that was 11 days, 23. He took... He, he made the attempt... He got halfway, um, but he failed. Um, right. And then, the following year, he entered the inaugural Westfield City in Melbourne Ultra Marathon, a distance of 875 kilometres at 61. Right. 61 years old. Well, he's probably running that every weekend, reading up the sheep, though. <laughs> Young. <laughs> Young arrived to compete in overalls, overalls and work boots oh, without too, his dentures. Oh, it's so funny. He said, uh, I don't wear my dentures because they rattle when I run. <laughs> <laughs> I'll scare the sheep. <laughs> yes. Oh, he ran at a slow and loping pace, and he trailed the pack by a large margin at the end of the first day. Right. While the other competitors stopped to sleep for six hours, Young kept running. Yes, right. He ran continuously for five days, taking the lead during the first night, eventually winning by ten hours. He did not sleep. He ran for, for five, five days. days. Before running the race, he told the press that he'd previously run for two to three days straight, rounding up sheep in gumboots. <laughs> he said afterwards, during the race, he imagined he was running after sheep trying to outrun a storm. That was oh, that was what he was thinking about. Me. The run took him five days, 15 hours and four minutes, almost two days faster than the previous record, Sheesh. at an average speed of six and a half Ks. All six competitors who finished the race broke the, finished the, race broke the old record. Upon being awarded the prize of $10,000, yep. Young said that he did not know there was a prize and he felt bad accepting it as each of the other five runners who finished had worked as hard as he did, so he split the money equally between them and kept none. Did not. He did. Unbelievable. 
Now, so, that's part um, of a story I've never heard. He got a Medal of the Order of Australia for long-distance running the following <laughs> year. And, um, Should have gone for just being a champion bloke. <laughs> I like this. In 1997, at age 76, 76 <laughs> he made an attempt to beat Ron Grant's Around Australia record. Get out. 16,000K run. Yeah. He got through 6,520, yeah. but he had to pull out because his only crew member got ill. He was fine. Oh, <laughs> his crew no member got ill. Way. So there you go. Oh, um, he was a vegetarian. From 1973 until his death. Yeah, he's got no teeth. (laughs) (laughs) He was single all his life, but after the 83 race, remember? Yes. He married Mary. Sweet checks turned up. Yeah, 23-year-old Mary. 23? Yeah, he was 62. Yeah, of course. Destined to last, wasn't it? going beautifully. They got through five years, so that's fine. So there you go. He um, passed away, sadly, um, seven years ago. 17 years ago now. Oh, really? At 81. Right. A memorial in the shape of a gumboot in Beach Forest is dedicated to Young and the Cliff Young Drive and the Cliff Young Park there are named after So where's, where is Beach Forest? Beach I've, I'm Forest. I'm not familiar with its locale. I don't know. I'll look it up. All right. So yeah. because, you know, because we happen to be passing you know, one day when we could actually go somewhere. Yeah, there's a plaque in the shape of a gumboot. You'd have to call it and, and oh, look at it and take a would. photo, wouldn't you? It's famous. Hey? It's famous. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, so that's, that's all about... Oh, it's in the Opways, mate. Oh, in the Opways? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're, yeah. we're down the Great Ocean Road. Skeens Creek Way. Ah. Yeah, so when you're next on your way down the lawn or... Yeah. You know? But, well, even that. if you did a day trip or something, you could just swing by. Because you've got the freeway that runs all around the back now. Yeah. Because you can sort of really scoot down there pretty quick these days. Yeah. Uh, very good. So there you uh, go, mate. Cliff Young, he came up in conversation and I thought... Worthy of a shout-out, because he was a great Australian. Yes, and absolutely. no one had ever heard of ultramarathoning before nope. he did it. Uh, 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 and he. he's iconic. <laughs> and the fact that he ran the thing in boots, it's just, and, it's, it's quite absurd. But didn't sleep for five it days. didn't sleep, mate. I mean, just kept going. I think they named, I think they, the character of the ever-ready bunny was... You know, formed after Cliffy. I reckon, I, I reckon uh, Forrest Gump was Forrest Gump. Gump. Model run, Cliffy, <laughs> run, run. Cliffy, run. Exactly. Yeah. That's a fond memory, though, isn't oh, it? Yeah, mate. I remember the story vividly, and there's some lovely facts in there that I was just never aware of, you know, the whole sleeping piece. Oh, and, yeah. Um, Fantastic. And then giving away the prize money. I mean, Gave what a, away the prize what money. A what a champion. What a champion. It's probably why Mary didn't hang around. Well, I, well I was going to say, your farm was probably worth about $38 million. <laughs> if you've got 2,000 acres. Dead on the hot ways. He's done all right. He's done all right. He's done all right. Very good. So let's talk about the AFL ladder, Scotty, because we we made some bold predictions several weeks back. Yes, and 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 included um, a couple of bold predictions that St Kilda would make it. Yeah, I was was a bit more uh, robust than you were. I Uh, had, as I I recall, um, I had the Port Adelaide finishing top. Okay. Now, for them to finish top, they have to beat Collingwood on Monday night. Uh, that is correct. And I had the Lions finishing second. They're currently on top. Um, I had West Coast finishing in third spot. I don't think they're going to make third spot. Port Adelaide will only be top by percentage, though. Same yes. points. Same points as uh, the, um, it's the, the Lions. If they win. Correct. So it looks likely that Richmond are in the top four. Yeah, I've got Richmond at three. Yeah, I think that's where they might finish. Geelong's the mm. interesting one. 
Yeah. Because if they win, and they're playing the Sydney side today, and they should win, so they should pop into fourth. They could possibly win by 15 goals. Your West Coast <laughs> go down to five. Uh, that's correct. Now, Spot. the Dogs are playing today against Fremantle. Should they win? Yes. They leap into the eight and replace Melbourne. They do. Which would be... Uh, Typical heartbreak for a Melbourne supporter. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're in and, and you you got one foot out the door. They have had know. such a you're t- top seat. You're either going to pivot and come back in, or you're yeah. just going to get shoved straight out. And the so, interest, uh, I've never met all the Demon supporters I know are barracking for Fremantle mm, today. Oh, I bet they are. And the interesting one there is if the Dogs win, but Collingwood don't beat Port Adelaide, who they're playing. So Port Adelaide jumped to the top by beating Collingwood. Collingwood then get relegated to eighth. Mm. And then away we go. So the St Kilda will play West and Bulldogs or Collingwood. Yeah, I reckon. I'm not sure if this is right. So one plays four, two plays three, five plays eight, six plays seven. Correct. So I reckon we're up against the Dogs. Possibly. If the Dogs win today, we're up against the Dogs. Yeah. Uh, and then you then you're left with uh, you know because we'll end up if the dogs win we end up finishing sixth yes depending yes. on how much they win by yeah that's right and then scarily we win and we go through we then end up playing Geelong fairly soon I reckon <laughs> well let's just take it one, <laughs> one week, week at, at a time, time. Scotty <laughs> would no. you rather play Scotty the dogs or or the or the pies. Uh, I wouldn't mind. I think, I think we've got them both covered. Um, Big call. Yeah. Um, they still haven't got... Collingwood still haven't got side bottom. You've got pretty much um, everyone else back, though. Yeah, true. Um, uh, yeah. Collingwood on their day, I probably wouldn't want to come up against, potentially. I mean, you you know, you you need a stepladder to get anywhere near uh, Cox. You've got the best ruck... Arguably the best ruckman in the league... Um, so have we. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Um, the Gowie gun. Mm. Um, yeah, it'd be it'd, it'd be tight. I you know, it would be a great delight though to knock him out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking about? Two thousand and ten potentially. Uh, I just want a revenge. Yeah, for I just that. want a payback, don't we? There was an article through the paper. There's a few people suggesting that this season is not as legitimate as any other oh. seasons, and I find that a very um, I don't believe that. I think this is probably, uh, arguably, harder. the hardest one to win. Yeah, big time. Because you're away from home, you're away from your bed, you're away from your family and yep. friends. You've you've got a you've you've had to struggle with the regular turnarounds of four or five days. Yep. I think it's a harder season than any other season. Well, the Saints have got a two or three hour bus ride to go down and play their games. And people there. are saying, look, there's been compromises because they've been asked to play with little rest and. You know all of this sort of stuff, but there's always compromise. I mean, the compromise, the greatest compromise of all, the Richmond and Collingwood get to play at the G all the time, yeah. which is the home of the grand final. Yeah. It's, it's how compromised is is our game anyway. So I, I don't really see the the, the you know that that's they've got a point. People that say it's a compromise season. Well, I, I I don't I don't think people are I don't think people are finding the season and watching it a farce. I mean, I think it's been affected by some of the scores, hmm. um, but we've also come into a season where we've got 
you know, obviously, you know, modified minutes and so there's less game time. And, and, and I think that, in hindsight, has been probably a smart play. It means less people got injured, yep. um, keeps the integrity of the game, yep. allows them to recover faster. Yep. Certainly the fans are invested. The TV ratings are through the roof. Well, that'd be good. Because not, not much else to watch, no, arguably. No, but nuts. So they're, um, Foxtel are saying their ratings have increased by 34%. Gee whiz. But they did have that. And they need it. Channel Seven needed it too because they had to cover for the Olympics. Yes, very for that true. Period of time. Yes. Um, Channel Seven's ratings were twenty four percent up, which arguably I don't think would happen during the Olympics. No. I don't know our Olympics rate, but yeah, anyway, I don't know. pretty well I think. But I think Australia have to win gold at the Olympics for the ratings to go up. I think yeah. that's the story. Um, but um, yes, so um, a great season. Um, sadly, over for uh, quite a few teams. Yep. Um, now. How's the clean out at uh, North Melbourne? Well, I hey? spoke to some people close to there's the North a, Melbourne Football Club a yesterday. Seriously, big broom that's gone uh, through that. Joint. More to come. Oh, really? More to come. More to come. More to come. Well, it's just a, the the first tranche of they eleven started with a lazy eleven, and they've got a few more to go. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did feel for um, old mate Magic, who's. Uh, Obviously, been through a tough time. He and, has, uh, mate. He's back, but, uh, and, but you know, you, played fifty fairly ordinary games. It's fast. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, um, but gee, one. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. I, I hope he finds a spot somewhere. Now um, that's footy. We're going to take a break. All right, we're going to come back. Gee, um, is, that time already. <laughs> when we ramble on like yeah, this, well, we talk about the Saints. Every, talk I mean, about the Saints for the next be, twenty minutes. It could be three o'clock before we top, <laughs> stop talking about the Saints. Yeah, we'll take uh, a break, and after the break is the first rockabilly song. Brilliant! That my mate Cam, yep, reckons is the best one of all time. Really? But I'm playing it up front. Oh, he's put his chin out. Yeah, because I don't oh, reckon... Oh, sorry, Cam, I don't reckon it is. Oh, <laughs> love a bit of controversy. <laughs> so we'll have a listen to that after the break, and then we'll talk a little bit about the oranges... Ro- or- or- oranges. <laughs> or even the origins. Oh, the or- oranges of oranges. <laughs> of Rockabilly. <laughs> well done, mate. Talk soon. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. The impact of coronavirus is felt right through families. Dealing with COVID has been nothing like I've ever experienced before. I have two little boys and being separated from them for five or six weeks now has been incredibly hard. If you're thinking about bending the rules, think about who you love most in this world and think about them in ICU. Please play your part. For details, go to vic.gov.au forward slash coronavirus. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Are illegal drugs being produced in your neighbourhood? Cold and flu treatments can be altered chemically to make amphetamines with higher risk of explosion and fire, endangering all neighbours. Does a property have discarded packaging from flu capsules? Are there covered windows with high security? Are there strong chemical smells such as ammonia or aniseed? If you suspect drug activity, phone Crime Stoppers 1-800-333-000 and give the details. You don't have to give your name and you'll make your community safer. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside.
Go, Scotty. So uh, that's Cam's nomination. And Is it? Yeah, Stray Cats. Uh, Runaway Boys. Yeah, not for me. Well, he actually, he liked Rock This Town, but I, I prefer to play Runaway uh, Boys. Yeah, yeah. But it's no, interesting, but... right? Because that's yeah. from the revival Rockabilly era, right? Which is the when the. Because Rockabilly, let me take it back. Right. I'll tell you about Rockabilly. Is that sort of 50s? Yeah, it's 50s, mate. Bang on. Yeah. It's. Right. Um, Rockabilly is from rock and roll and hillbilly, hillbilly. which is what yeah. they used to call country music. In fact, Rockabilly is a portmanteau. It is a portmanteau. There you go. Swing oh, that in. Oh, lovely. So, yeah, so um, obviously, um, uh, so you're thinking um, Elvis, yep. early Elvis, yep. uh, did a bit of Rockabilly, Carl yep. Perkins, um, Johnny Burnett, we're going to play him a bit later, Eddie Cochran. Right. Sort of thinking. Johnny Cash early, Bill Haley, Buddy Holly, yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis, that sort of stuff is, yeah, okay. is, is rockabilly. Right. Yes. In, in the 50s, um, and we've, we're going to play a couple of classic old rockabilly, because there's old yeah. rockabilly in the 50s. Right. That's where it started. Yeah. And then it faded away and turned into rock and roll, pretty much. Yeah. Because um, rockabilly influenced the Beatles. Yeah. Um, pretty much. And then, obviously, we go on from there. And it made a resurgence in the 70s off the back of what popular US television show, Scotty? Oh. Uh, With Arthur the Fonz Fonzarelli. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so okay. Happy Days. Happy Days, yeah. And there was a film around then called American Graffiti. Yes, there was. And that featured uh, the 50s. So it made a resurgence. And you had the Stray Cats. And you had, you had a guy who I'd forgotten. Do you remember a guy... 
called Shaken Stevens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a rocky billy dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then a few others, a couple was, of favourites um, of mine. Was Billy Cyrus... Is Billy Cyrus... No, he's country, billy? mate. He's, he's country. just country. He's just country. Right, okay. And he you know, had a few around there. Nick Lowe and Dave Edmonds. You know, they, yeah. they, they were rockabilly dudes. Jason the Scorchers, a few others. But So, um, yes, so we're going to do a bit of rockabilly today. So that was Cam's suggestion. Right. The next song, I've got to play five today, so right. fit them in. But Righto. the next song I'll play, not now, but a little bit later, yeah. will be his mate's suggestion. Right. And then I'm going to give them four others to... Rock their world. <laughs> <laughs> Just to upset the apple cart. <laughs> but it's actually really good music, you know, Rockabilly, because it's up and about. Yeah, it is up and about. And it's um, sort of the, it's the recording style is really interesting because they use a lot of echo. Right. So the whole thing with Rockabilly was they had a thing called slapback um, and feedback and flutter echo and tape delay. So they had a technique back then in the early days of tape in right. studios yeah, yeah. where they'd re put the tape in through times to get this sort of echo effect and reverb right before reverb was a thing on is reverb it, and guitars is that like uh, is that a bit like um, where the DJs used to get the records and then just scratch them yeah, no, that's, 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 that's kind of a reverb <laughs> but, but, well that's uh, what I mean the, the analogy is sort of yeah, similar to similar. interfering with uh, the yeah, music yeah, yeah that's how they uh, yeah, who thought that playing a record backwards would be something interesting to listen to <laughs> <laughs> that's and, exactly and wobbling, right. wobbling it backwards and forwards <laughs> yeah, oh, so we'll talk while. a bit more about Rockabilly in a minute But it right. was really, really good to, um, I to, do look, to get that I do look forward to uh, hearing those uh, Well, the, the other track that the, is under uh, debate And yes. then, uh, then <laughs> Rutsy's the, suggestions Yeah, the, the, yeah your, uh, your, your ones that are just going to turn these boys on their head <laughs> So Scotty, I, I want to talk to you Because I've got a couple of dogs, as you well know yeah. Lenny and Charlie, Lenny shout out to Charlie. them They'll be asleep on the couch <laughs> Um, but it turns out that Labrador Retrievers are the state's naughtiest dogs. Oh, are they? Yeah. Well, I've got a Retriever. Yeah. Mine are pure yep. labs, but they are fairly naughty. When it comes to risking their own health by eating stuff, poisonous nasties and oh. rubbish on the beach and oh. various things, which my dogs have uh, have a gold medal in doing, <laughs> um, the most common toxins that, uh, these naughty dogs get into are rodent bait Ugh. and uh, we've had one of our dogs do that and had to go to the vet in rather urgent fashion right vomiting green stuff oh yeah good a chocolate chocolate is incredibly oh, chocolate. bad for dogs yeah really bad for dogs really bad for dogs yep. fungi so get get into some mushrooms and get a bit uh, actually no good. we need to understand uh, what scares me about chocolate? You know, you've got Easter where there's a bazillion thing. You know, and the chocolate's part of everyday yep. life for everyone. What's in the chocolate that is so bad for the dogs? I don't I, know, but I'm I'm sure to, there's someone listening. Need to find that out. Who's related to me by yeah. marriage? Who will tell me? She will send me a text. Yep, soon. lovely fertilizer. Yeah, and obviously certain types of human food. Apparently, avocado is really bad for dogs as well. Uh oh. <laughs> so if you're feeding your dog avocado, stop. Yeah. Well, I I had some smashed avo this morning, and I just want to remember if any of it fell on the floor because <laughs> I've got a I've got a dog Hoover. <laughs> yeah, right. so do we, mate. So um, the top ten naughty dogs. Yes, drum roll, please. So, so the, this is type of dog, not names of dogs. Now these are the, these are breeds, the breeds, breeds right. of dogs. Yep, yes, right breeds up. of dogs. Yeah, um, so. 
<laughs> Coming in. Coming in. Number 10. At number 10 is the American Staffy Terrier. Yep, you can have that. Yep. The next, number nine, is the Jack Russell. Really? Yes. Naughty Dogs. Really? Uh, then the French Bulldog. Yeah, you can have that. Then the Australian Kelpie. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Yeah, these are naughty dogs in terms of what they eat, the rubbish they eat. Then the Greyhound. Yeah, okay. Then the Golden Retriever. Uh, oh, actually, sorry. Um, then the German Shepherd. Oh, gee, and then the um, Golden Retriever. So there you go. You got one of those? Uh, did you go through to number one? No, I didn't. Oh. I, think, I think it's the uh, Labrador Retriever. I think that's what it, Oh, sorry. Um, no, no. Uh, Staffies yeah. and Border Collies. There you go. No, I haven't got any of those. But no, I'm, you're in luck then. No, I've got one that needs to be on that list. <laughs> you could put a King Charles Spaniel King on there. King Charles Spaniel oh, goes yeah, on the list. Yeah, mate, if the door gets left open for a, a millisecond, it ends up in Albury. <laughs> <laughs> he is a bolter. I just want to give a shout out if that's okay. We've got yeah. some uh, some new friends of the show that will be listening today. I want to give a shout out to uh, to Mish and to Malks and to their little boy Rennie, uh, who's a little superstar. I had a chat to Rennie the other day, and uh, uh, and uh, he was a beauty. And uh, they, as a family, are all expecting um, uh, another arrival into their oh, family. Very nice. Uh, I think uh, I think they're. Due, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Christmas Day. So, oh, no. <laughs> so, anyway. I know a few people who are born on days like that. Yeah, so anyway, so. just a shout out to those guys. Uh, if you're listening today, um, howdy to all of you. And, uh, yeah, next, a special little shout out to, uh, to Rennie, his beauty. Now, mate, can you take me through the hoverboard story? I'm very keen to hear Oh, that. yes. Very keen to hear now, that. Now, there, there's a probably... I do a, like a hoverboard. Probably a little bit of poetic licence that, uh, that that has been um, attached to this, but um, uh, let me start with an Alaskan dentist. <laughs> Fantastic. Right? Alaskan dentist, uh, he pulled out a patient's tooth while riding a two-wheeled hoverboard. <laughs> so that's one of those contraptions. It's like a skateboard, but it's got the wheels on the end, and you sort of lean forward and lean back and lean left and lean right, and it just sort of dry, it drives you around. Oh, those They never took off. The Segways. The, the, no, the Segway is the one with the... That's got a handle. This is freewheeling, mate. Yeah, this I know what they are. It. What do they call those? Oh, I, I thought know. they were they, Segways. They were, mate, they were like 700 bucks a pop. And uh, I've seen people on them. They look remarkable. Your balance is incredible on those. Yeah. Well, one came into my home uh, for a particular person, um, uh, on it for five seconds, fell off, nearly cracked skull, never ridden again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, old mate over in, um, uh, in Alaska, uh, he pulled out a patient's tooth while riding a two-wheeled hoverboard. He's been jailed for medical fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Seth Lookhart, 35, was convicted in January of needlessly sedating patients covered by a government insurance program so he could submit bigger bills. <laughs> yeah, they're actually called hoverboards, those two-wheel things. Are they? Yeah, I'm looking now at them. 
Yeah, right. They're the two wheeler things yeah. that you described. Yeah. Lamborghini style hoverboard. Oh, yeah, good luck. Yeah, they they're all the best of four or five hundred bucks, aren't they? Yeah, well uh, back then, yeah, I reckon they were six or seven hundred, I think. But, but um they yeah, look pretty mate, good though. I, I might mate, I might get one. I've got I, one. I could see myself killing myself got, on I've, one of these. I've got one at home. <laughs> yeah. I still reckon we've got it somewhere. Oh, they weigh about 40 kilos. It's got a lithium battery in it, is it? Right, but is it going to combust? No. Yes. And they had a major problem with them when they first came out yeah, because yeah. when they got charged, That's it. they caught on That's fire. It. That's it. No, I'm <laughs> um, telling you. So you don't need it. Um, so he was sentenced to 12 years jail. At his trial, a patient said, Mr. McCarthy, 12 years? Yeah, 12 years. Did he kill the patient? Uh, no, the patient said at his trial that Mr. Lecart removed four of his teeth without his permission. <laughs> oh, that'll <laughs> so do. So I'm it. just going to extract those because I want to. Uh, the court was also shown a short video featuring the dentist in his scrubs riding around his clinic on a parallel wheeled board. <laughs> so old mate's on the hoverboard. I suppose he's struck off the medical register. Uh, and uh, while. Uh, Open up uh, while I'm here. I'm just going to rip those four teeth out, whether you want me to or not. How bizarre! <laughs> well, fantastic story. So yeah, dentist. Alaskan dentists Alaskan, on hoverboards. Yeah, Alaskan dentists. Oh, on I love it. So you have to use that in your headline oh, on, our, yeah. on our Facebook page. Oh yes, on our socials, on our social media. Exactly. Fantastic. All right, over that. to you. Oh well, I, 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 I just wanted to take you through. We've done this before, but it. I've been doing a little bit of punting on a Saturday. Well, I'm just I know warming up to the spring carnival, Scotty. I know you've been sort of into your multis in the footy, but yeah. have you... Uh, have well, you... I'm, well, I'm now losing money on horses as well as oh, losing well money on done. multis. Well, good for you. So I'm the very advertisement for gamble irresponsibly. <laughs> no, I'm not spending a lot of money on it. It's just a bit uh, of fun, uh, and, uh, fun little, and laughs. A little flutter here and there. But I, lo- I love the form guides, right? Yeah. And... Um, you know, you don't quite get them on the apps, but you do in the paper. Oh yes. And I had a look at the paper the other day. Brutally honest. And I love, I love the the racetrack form where they're never really they're non-committal about a horse's yeah, chance, that's right? right? Yeah. Do you remember these? They're, they're very non-committal. Oh. They're sort of hedging their bets. And these are a couple of the phrases they use, which just tickle my fancy. So these are the non-committal racetrack lingo. Can figure. Oh yes. <laughs> Capable of better. <laughs> Should be competitive. Yes. Should be. Yes. Not the roughest. <laughs> if you had a horse and that was the thing, not the roughest, you'd yeah. be quite offended. Oh, yeah, totally. Perhaps a place. Perhaps. Yes, perhaps. Non-committal. Yeah, maybe. Comes into calculations. Oh, That's they're, the... They're just got, they're, they're gold, these. And keep safe. Oh, yeah. What does that actually mean? I don't know. <laughs> Can't be taken lightly. Yeah. Keep safe, mate, means don't go anywhere near the sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be ignored. Yes. Worth some thought. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I wonder what this horse will do today. Will it run? Will it actually get out of the barrier? <laughs> um, faces a task. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that, would, that tells me no, not backing that. This is the one I don't... Now, I've never understood this. Could add value to exotics. Oh, yeah. Exotic what? Yeah, no, t- tabletop dancing horses. 
<laughs> no. So the exotics are the exotic bets. Oh, right? So if you so put it, it into multis and and you have running doubles or you have right. So where you've taken, you know, you might choose four different horses from four different races, and it's the same to like your multi oh, footy, right? See this? So, I'm not, so, not up with the betting. So uh, so they go into your exotics, and there can be exactors and trifectas and first fours and all. Oh, of them, all I'm going to call you next, but I, I do like that when they step over the non-committal fence and they oh, go yeah. towards the negative comments, which, oh. which I, I really like. These are the these is where you don't back the horse, or they're at long odds, <laughs> yeah. and they go prefer others. <laughs> it's like yeah. if you're in the yeah. schoolyard picking a footy team, yeah. you know, yeah, you, you, you. And if you got to go, I went prefer others. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah, because this horse should also have white stripes. It runs like a zebra. <laughs> uh, oh, um, and then, and then we've got. Oh, 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 well, now we'll take I, a break. We'll take yeah, a break because I've written some down that yeah. you haven't called out that come to mind for me, and I'll share. Oh, those we'll with take you. a quick break because we have to, and we'll come back and do that. Good. Imagine never having seen the faces of your children. That was a reality for Thol, a Cambodian woman who went cataract blind when she was younger. Now imagine her being able to see her child for the first time. Imagine the joy on her face. We call it the Fred moment. And all it can take is a $25 donation to the Fred Hollows Foundation. If you'd like to make a Fred moment happen, then please donate at hollows.org today. Hey, glad you made it in time for a snag. The rest of the family's here, and we've been talking about organ and tissue donation. The thing is, there's always someone who will need a transplant, and I figure one day it might be me, or you, or someone in our family. That's why we all need to do more, and a great place to start is by taking a minute to register to be a donor at donatelife.gov.au, and then talk to your friends and family, and encourage them to do the same. This project is sponsored by the Organ and Tissue Authority. You mean... Me cry. Hey, Jude here. Clearly, retro is cool. I know something about love. So let's take a trip through some fab retro music. We'll revisit the soundtrack of our lives. <laughs> Stay a while with me, Judith. Mondays, 11 a.m. here on 88.3 Southern FM. Be there or be square. Over bridge of sights to rest my eyes in shades of green. In uh, Monday mornings on Southern FM, you want to wake up and have brekkie with Carl and Catherine. They're very funny. Yep. And then you've got the great Colin Tyrus doing uh, the newsman and his music, which the, is which is a ripping show. The King. The King. And then <laughs> Judith's show, Stay Well. She might actually play some rockabilly songs. Oh, she really? Might, she might. She does a lot of that retro stuff. That's oh. a good show too. But before the break, we were talking about horse racing lingo in the form guide. Parlance. Parlance. Mm-hmm. And in the negative cat category, yes. there's no way horses yeah. can win. Yeah. This is the others have stronger claims. <laughs> Expect long odds. Uh, yeah. Rises in class doesn't look likely. Uh, A win would surprise. <laughs> and not fancied. So I just I've read all of those on the weekend. I thought I'd compile them a little list, and you've got a couple more that I missed. Yeah, well, I was just going to share with you because I I did have the form guide at uh, yesterday myself, and uh, watching a couple of things go around. I think they're still going. Um, so yeah, um, I had things like um, uh, goes well, goes <laughs> well, yeah, where? Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, and then I had um, don't dismiss. 
Oh, okay. Uh, uh, might find these a bit too sharp. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what? Are they carrying knives? Or <laughs> what's the go there? Might be the value yeah. runner. Uh, you, you, you gave me um, keep safe. Yeah. Um, made up ground last time. Yes, that's right. <laughs> what? What ground? <laughs> yes, yes, it made up ground from last to second last. <laughs> Should be hard to catch. <laughs> what, oh. after the race it won't go home? Or is, what does that mean? Um, found the going too tough last time. Yes. yes. But what going? <laughs> going where? Yes. Um, needs further. Needs further. <laughs> <laughs> then give it further. Why you got it Don't in the short Don't put it in the short race. <laughs> anyway, we'll, uh, we'll keep tracking those. I think they're beauties. And as I said earlier, uh, we'll see if we can track, uh, pardon the pun, but track down uh, Racetrack, Ralphie. Racetrack. And uh, start to get some of his superior knowledge in this field and uh, see if he can find some winners for us this spring for our listeners. So... Um, now, the second song in the Rockabilly oh, yes. Challenge, Cam right. Williams' Rockabilly Challenge, yes. the first one was the Stray Cats, which Cam likes. Yes. The second one is a little ditty called Blue Suede Shoes. Ooh. Now, the thing with Blue Suede Shoes is everyone thinks it's an Elvis Presley song. He covered it, which is right. true, yes. but it's actually written and sung by Carl Perkins. Oh, any relation to Tex? No, oh. but <laughs> okay. Tex would have named himself after Carl because <laughs> yeah. he's a legend. Yes, okay. So we'll take that track because this is what his mate reckons is the best rockabilly song of all time. So we'll take a quick listen to this one. Right up. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get rid of not go Makes me want to get up and dance. Oh, I think Just Cam's like, in big trouble. Oh, mate, I'll tell you, Cam, I'm sorry, old son, 
But uh, I think the, your mate's got you covered uh, with that uh, one. Uh, the sun ain't shining <laughs> in, uh, in in your neck of the woods, there, mate. That's uh, I was literally just about to get out of my chair, go and grab the girl at home, you know, put her in a in a dress and just start swinging around, swinging around so, the land. Oh, mate, that's that. Uh, that's a beauty. Yeah. So um, more, now, to, more to come. Now, if that's I uh, feel like I really we? feel like Casey Kasem <laughs> counting down the fifties rockabilly charts. Top forty. Um, can we just play that? Can we just play the? Can we just play music for the next hour? <laughs> we can minutes? if you want. I've got plenty of them. <laughs> That's great music. That's uh, I love that. But um, yeah, uh, if I had to vote, uh, one yeah. ni- one nil, one nil so far. <laughs> I've got four to go. Oh, yeah, okay. We'll fit them in. Ah, very good. Fit them in. But I'll tell you what. Something that really uh, caught my eye through the week. This COVID nonsense. I don't like talking about it. I'm talking about everything else but it. But. Um, it's it's this is how ridiculous it's getting. Um, cricket kits, commonly called the coffin. Do you remember? Yeah, the coffin. You play yeah. cricket, and you'd yeah. have the coffin, yeah, which is the, the bag of the collective stumps and the wickets and the boxes and the wiki gloves and all that stuff. Well, I had uh, yeah, I had the grey nickels coffin, yeah, and it used to have the sleeve on the top where the bat would go in, yeah, and then you open it up and it's got your pad and your thigh yeah. pads and but those but there uh, used to be a team one. Oh, that's the team bag, the team bag, yeah, yeah right. absolutely. And this yeah. is the problem with this that is stupid COVID nonsense. COVID rules mean that cricket gear can no longer be shared amongst players. What? But the team bag was always, you had one set of wicket-keeping gloves in there for yeah. whoever was taking yeah. the stumps. Yep. Used to have a couple of boxes Cut. that were shared around. A couple of practice balls. A couple of practice balls, a couple of stumps yep. and all that sort of stuff. Not too many helmets. So it means <laughs> that bats, protective padding, gloves, helmets, boxes, all that sort of stuff, all, kids have got to go and buy it all themselves. It's going to add heaps to the... Um, and I'll tell you what, cricket, my, my lad played cricket, still does. Um, it's an expen- gets to be an expensive pursuit. Well, can I tell you? By though, the time but... you add up, because a basic junior cricket kit, really basic for a young kid, yeah. right, even a, a crappy old bat, it's at least two hundred, three hundred bucks, right? Yep. But then you start to kick on, and you got to buy a helmet, a proper helmet. Yep. What's that? One hundred and fifty. Yeah, they're not, they're not cheap. And then you've obviously got to keep up with your pads as you grow. Yep. Yep. And your gloves wear out, Pads so the gloves are like golf gloves. You yep. wear out, you've got to replace them. And the bats, the bats get bigger, you know, lighter, more expensive bats. Or, oh, cricket bats, mate. If I had my time over again, I'd open a cricket bat factory. Yeah, yeah. One, m- uh, one came into our house last summer, and I reckon it had a seven in front of it. Oh, yeah, easy. The- <laughs> easy. Easy. Jeez. So this is something with the cricket season that... You know, upon us, yes, because you know we get through the footy and we're straight into the cricket. Yes, um, poor old parents of cricketers. Um, you know, they've got to shell out more money because yep. they're not allowed to share kit. And then there's this stupid rule that I read here, which is absolutely absurd, that they must train in groups of ten or less, with one group of ten in the nets, one group of ten on the ground, another group of ten on the other half of the ground. How high fives, handshakes, and shared food are banned. This is just stupid stuff. Right. Anyway, just thought I'd uh, but, get uh, that off my chest. Is that is that going to be uh, how things are going well, forward? Well, it's Cricket Victoria at the moment. Hopefully, right. it, hopefully it improves and we can get back to um, the Well, as I say, the, the young bloke in my house. Sharing a um, box isn't going to get you COVID, mate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unless I know nothing about how the disease is transferred, <laughs> uh, I can't even go there. Um, I, I got nothing. Um, 
No, what I was going to say was, um, young bloke in my house, he plays locally as well. Um, I think you'll find a lot of the kids actually have their own kits anyway these days. No, uh, I've, turned, I've turned up there and you just see them all walk. I mean, they in with their coffins. Yeah, well, they got no. Yeah, they've got the wheels on the bottom, mm. and you know, it, you know, there's two bats and there's a two pairs of pads and four pairs of gloves. And um, <clears throat> but you're right in terms of. Um, in terms of the the, the cost, if uh, if somebody doesn't have all that gear themselves, um, yeah, that's that's big call. That's tough. That's real tough. I love cricket. Oh, I do too. And I really hope that the Boxing Day Test goes ahead. Oh, because that will be the greater. If we could get a hundred thousand people in the G on Boxing Day, it would be the greatest collective relief of all time, wouldn't it? What have we got? We've got uh, 14 60, weeks. 84, we've got about uh, 94, we've got about 100 days yeah. to the Boxing Day test. I reckon we're Soccer. on. I reckon we're on. You reckon we're going to go from, you can't leave home today to 100,000 on Boxing Day? Yeah, I'm, I'm an optimist, you know <laughs> that about me. You know that about me, Oh, i tell you what, I, I, hope, I sincerely hope you're right. Yeah, um, no, I agree. But, uh, I, I, and I reckon that would hurt more than not having a grand final here. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Because, you know what? Totally. It'd probably go to Adelaide. Oh, you know, no. To the Adelaide Oval. Can't. And they'd gloat for the next 150 <laughs> years. Wouldn't they gloat? Can you imagine? They're going, oh, you took our Grand Prix. Yeah, we now, took your now, now, the, the, now, the Gold Coast at least understand that we've lent them the Grand Final, yeah. albeit that they paid $15 million for it. That's a pretty good loan. It's not a, not a bad a little bit of coin for yeah. a game. Uh, but, yeah, Adelaide, if you reckon you're getting the uh, Boxing Day test and you start to glow about, gloat about it for years to come, God help you. Um, just changing tack. <laughs> oh, I might not ever go to pinfolds again. Oh, hang on. That's going too far. <laughs> um, do you know... Um, the U.S. forecasters have run out of names for hurricanes. Oh, now is is this um, is this where it's a male name and then a female name and they alternate yeah, every time? Absolutely, yeah. they do, but they've run out of names. How? I don't know, but um, there's so <laughs> many because um, uh, they use traditional names. They don't use names with Y's in them, like Jaden or you know, oh. you know, all the names that we oh. tend tend to go through. Right. They use traditional names, and um, the last name they rolled out was Tropical Storm Wilfred. Right. Um, but they've just gone with Subtropical Storm Alpha. So they've resorted to the Greek alphabet. Oh. Why can't they they're go... saying that they've run out of names. Why can't they just put a two on the end of the original name? Why can't we have Cyclone Tracy 2? Because <laughs> there were three storms in six hours and they were desperate to come up with a name so they went with Alpha and then they went with Beta. Oh. I mean, they kept going on this. Well, Alpha, I was going to Charlie, Delta, Echo, yeah, Foxtrot, Golf. Kilo, Lima. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. Um, so um, they're breaking records because it's only the second time the National National Hurricane Centre. <laughs> now, Is it an association well, for the I, National I, Hurricane Centre attendees? I did look it up. <laughs> oh, I know you would have. That's brilliant. So, uh, so uh, the University of Miami hurricane researcher Brian McNoldy. Oh, Brian. Brian told me. <laughs> he said forecasters have had to pull out the Greek alphabet for names with the last time being 2005. About half the 22 storms this year have only lasted a few days and have been quite weak. Only two, Laura and Teddy. What? Reached major hurricane stats. I've got a suggestion for, for these guys. Yeah. 
From the back line. <laughs> ben Patton? <laughs> <laughs> Dougal Howard? Oh, exactly. Huh? Yeah. Ben Long? So we could, we, they could name we, all the Hurricanes after the St. Kilda football we, team. You could, you could just, maybe you could just, uh, each team could sponsor a month. Yeah. You know, so every time there's a hurricane during a month, then we just use a St. Kilda player's name. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. There's, there's 10 billion names, names out there. I mean, what's this? You know, with a run out of names. Oh, I, they put me in charge of it. They've lost the play. They should put me in charge. I'll, I'm, yeah. I'll get in yeah. touch with them. Yeah. Hurricane. hurricane I'll get in racing. touch with Brian McNally, and I'll say, listen, Brian, next time you want a name for a hurricane, give me a bell. Yeah. And I'll suggest three, and you can pick one. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Yep. Sorry, that was apropos of absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's all right. I uh, no, I'm totally with you on that page. Now, um, should I? Can I talk to you about uh, the uh, self-driving car? Yeah, I, I'm intrigued by this story. Yeah, no, it's not bad because um, you know this is where we're coming into. In fact, I I read something yesterday, and I, I should have cut it out. The um, the fastest car in the I'm going to say the 1880s, 1890s, was in fact an electric car. Really? That did 60 mile an hour. In the 1880s? Yes. So I'll find it and I'll I'll bring that to the table. Um, and then I'm going to jump all over the shop here. So I'm going to talk to, going to, talk to you also about that show that I was telling you about uh, that I want you to watch. Because within that show, and the reason why I mention it, so it's called Fight for Planet A, but within that... They grabbed a uh, an HSV Wilkinshaw-inspired uh, GDS that um, is quick, <laughs> super quick, uh, and they put it up against um, Muskie's, one of Muskie's Teslas, oh, right? Okay. And this is the, che- the Tesla S Sport or something. So you've got all these blokes sort of standing on this uh, at this racetrack. So they've got them on one of those drag strips. You know, the straight-up things yep. where all the big, fat wheel boys go. Um, so you've got the GDS on the left, you know, he's a, and then the Tesla thing. But the Tesla thing's sort of making quite a good noise. Uh, this thing over a quarter of a mile does 0 to 100 in 2.8 seconds. This Oof. is the Tesla. Oof. It absolutely smoked the GDS and left it in its wake by, I reckon... 200 metres, 250 metres by the end of a quarter mile. Wow. Absolutely hunkered down. And then the boys on the hill, who are all the GDS fans, are going, how's the noise of this Tesla? Um, and uh, and it's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. But anyway, though, I, I digress, because I was talking about um, Tesla on the basis that they're going to make driverless cars eventually. Um, Do you know, I've just looked up. The yeah. fastest car in the world. Do you know what that is? Um, I think it's got to be the Mercalago Lamborghini, potentially. It says here, yeah, the Koenigsegg Agera. Which is a Lambo or a, a Which is Ferrari? Koenigsegg. Oh. Mm. It's its own 447 rate. kilometres an hour. Jesus. Closely followed by the Bugatti Veyron Supersport. Oh, yeah, Bugatti, that's a beautiful 431. Car. Yeah. Then the SSC Ultimate Aero, 412. Then the McLaren F1. Oh, I was going to say McLaren F1. 355K. Yeah, a bit slow, that one. Yeah, a bit yeah, slow. Yeah, yeah. Porsche 959, 319. 
Lamborghini Countach. Yep. 293. So there you go. Wow. Some seriously fast wheels. Um, and you reckon the Tesla's right up there? Yep. Wow. They, well, they did, they, they did this head-to-head test, and it was just unbelievable. Um, but And it's, it's, on, it's in that show, so you need to watch it. Um, so a I self-driving car. found a couple more. <laughs> wow. Hey, Rutsy. Yeah, sorry. We're on air. <laughs> I'm just watching some video of how fast they are. That's incredible. I know. I know it's, it's seriously good to watch. Um, I, I digress again. If you, if you, oh, sorry. If, so we're talking if, about driverless cars. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, no, I found Not a, like us to go on a sideways no, tangent. Um, but here's another one for you. Go and download Red Bull TV. It's free. Oh, yeah. If you want... Um, Crazy stuff. Well, there's planes on it. Oh, too. go and get that. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Uh, anyway, I digress again. Uh, let me come back. Focus, focus, focus. Self-driving car enthusiasts look forward to the day when they can simply key in a destination and have a snooze. Yeah, well, that's what I'm looking forward well, to. Well, you know, we've talked about that. I mean, imagine you get the big Winnebago, yeah. and you could just sit there and have lunch, yeah. and, you know, and a couple of reds while this thing just drives you to your destination. Ideal. Hey? Why haven't we that's, got this sooner? I don't know. Unfortunately for one Canadian motorist, uh, that is some years away now. Police charged a 20-year-old man from British Columbia with dangerous driving on Thursday after he was found asleep in the front seat of his Tesla electric car as it hurtled along a motorway on autopilot. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. So he's laid the seats down. Yeah, he's having a quick yeah. nap. Uh, officers were alerted to the speeding vehicle uh, near the town of uh, Pinoca, Alberta. When they caught up with the 2019 Tesla Model S, they found both front, front seats completely reclined and both occupants appearing to be asleep. Police said. Well, you know what they were really doing, uh, Scotty? The unnamed driver will. Uh, they were joining the 80k club. Oh, uh, the uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the tickle me Tesla club. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping indeed. The unnamed driver will appear in court later this year. So uh, there you go. He's trying it out. Uh, they've laid both the seats down and decided to have a little nap. Um, but mate, seriously, that's, that's trusting the imagine, autopilot on your uh, car. Uh, isn't um, it? Imagine the four of us. You know, we hop into the Winnebago. We we punch in lawn. Yeah, and you know, out comes the smoked salmon and the, and the cheese. Oh, yeah. and, and and as we toddle down the, the the Geelong Highway, and then we go in the Great Ocean Road, and we see the whales jumping. Yeah. And then uh, you know, some two or three hours later, we, we we turn up at the front door of the Lawn Hotel. You have arrived at your destination, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Siri. Can we do it again? <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, mate, I, 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 by all accounts, that's where we're heading. Yeah. Um, until somebody has a stack. Now, yeah. <laughs> now, um, got to play another rockabilly song. Oh, now, okay. so. These are for our good friend who suggested this as a theme today. I've got four more songs to play. Right. I'll fit them in this last hour. Right. Is there any short songs? Is the value of a rockabilly song is they go for about two and a half minutes. So uh, we'll be able to fit them in. As opposed to a dire straight song that goes, Which for, goes for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, look, he had it, qu- he had it right that, um, that Blue Sprite Shoes was a good Elvis song, yeah. but this is the Elvis track that was actually his probably his first song. So and this is it the was, was was a no no no. Oh. This is Elvis's pretty much his first song. Oh. 54. Um, and this is a rockabilly song. Okay. So you like this, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. 
That's all right for you That's all right for mama Just any way you do That's all right That's all right That's all right mama Any way do Well mama she done told me Papa done told me too Son that guy you fooling Wish he ain't no good to you But that's all right That's all Not as toe-tapping as blue-side shoes. No, but it's his first song. Wasn't bad. First recording. Wasn't bad. And it's a little Rocky Billy number called That's All Right Mama. Yep. So uh, this is just food for the debate (laughs) that is going on amongst a couple of our colleagues and friends about uh, great rockabilly anthems. So there's another one for you to digest. Right. I've got a few more to play for you in the last hour of the show, Scotty. Have, have, we, uh, have we reminded anybody who might be a new listener to the show but they're listening to Two Smoking Guns? Oh, we're, we're only an hour into the show and we've not done that. And, no. we've, not, and we've also not told them they can get in contact with us no. by sending us a text message. Anyway, um, if you want to do that, yeah, yes. you can. Zero four zero four triple zero seven three six. If you want to send us an SMS and uh, if you want to make a comment about some of the rockabilly songs that Rutsy's been playing, mm. or um, enter that sort of Ca- debate. Or? Cameron is texting in oh, uh, at the moment. <laughs> is he's he sort of, uh, <laughs> is he's he sort of seeing the error of his ways early. And, oh, uh, is he's, he? He's, he's talked about Shaken Stevens, as we mentioned before. Is he capitulating? No, he's just. <laughs> I think he's covering his bets now. Oh, is suggesting he, a few others. He's gone wide. He's gone wide. <laughs> so, very good. So it's a, like it's a debate. It's like everything. It's a, opinions are like the proverbial, aren't they? Everyone's got one. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, can I talk to you about, uh, because I've mentioned this a couple of times already, so I just don't want it to get, uh, you know, lost in amongst uh, all the other things that we're covering, but um, I I want you, uh, please, to go to um, iView on your television, which is... uh, Yeah, I used it the other day to watch something. So you go to iView and you go and find a program called Fight for Planet A, a little three-part series, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's all about... About reducing carbon emission footprints. Oh, I like it. Um, and they do. They they actually turn it into um, uh, something quite graphical in terms of. Um, there was a fantastic little piece in there. There's a, uh, a a little cardboard house, and it's held up by a whole series of black balloons. 
and there would have to, I'm guessing, 50 or 60 balloons, and full of helium, and just enough that it's sort of dangling off the floor. They find these five, four or five different homes and people in them, and they said to uh, they said to people, um, this uh, th- these balloons represent the carbon emissions uh, that that you contribute. And they said, how long do you think it would take for you to contribute sort of that amount? Uh, and they said, oh, you know, possibly a year, um, maybe three months, you know, maybe a month. Surely it couldn't be a week. Surely it couldn't be a day. No, it was uh, what each of those households put out in two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they've sent them off on a journey to see how they can change their footprint by oh, way of, like it. you know, what they use. Um, you know, some people have got sort of this in-floor heating and they're heating tower racks for seven hours. And But it's uh, but it's a very powerful piece. Um, and, of course, I've got a little sort of vested interest in this space uh, now. And it's, uh, yeah. it's a bit of an eye-opener, as, I've got as, to tell as you. As do I. As do I. Yep. Our company is a fund manager that invests yep. in these sorts of yep. uh, pursuits. Very excellent. Um, and uh, and then I'm, I'm reading with interest um, recently, uh, Apple are making a huge amount of noise about investing into renewable energy here in the next five years. Mm-hmm. And Goodman's, who are a major sort of property um, owner and controller, uh, have made a pledge to uh, have renewable energy uh, across all of their assets globally by 2025. So when you get some of the big boys starting to make noise uh, about and yeah about their carbon footprint, um, cost saving, but somewhat of a social conscience piece. Um, but this little three-part series um, is uh, is quite amazing. I will watch that. I'm, yeah, I'm very no, you're, passionate you're, about that. No, you're, you're um, and re- we in this country are far, far behind. Uh, Europe is a oh, leader mate. in this. Europe are well advanced in this whole concept of investing sustainably yep. um, and responsibly, and we are just catching up. Yeah, we're... Because we're, we're still the nation that digs stuff up. Miles and miles yep. behind, which is... Um, but we're catching up quickly, which is good. And the people that will change it is not the politicians. It's capital that will change it. Yep. And people's habits that will change yep, it. So 100%. that's what will change things. Yep. We wait around for politicians to do anything, Scotty. We'll be waiting a very, very long time. Yeah, and that's my little segue. And, I, and you know I'm, I've decided I'm just not going to go through this sort of verbatim, but the Prime Minister came out um, only, I think, a week ago and said um, uh, his commitment to a new major gas-fired power station, um, which has certainly got the attention of all those in the renewable energy space, yep. um, of which uh, there's a, an article written by Terry McCran, and he says uh, he's only got three problems with that. The government can't just go and build a power station. Uh, it would have to pass through legislation through the Senate. Good luck on that. <laughs> Even if the coalition government's still on the right, as in the left, side of parliament by then. Uh, then there's the question of uh, what is known as feedstocks, or more simply, the gas that would actually go into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, PM seems to think that by announcing the power station, he will force the New South Wales government to allow development of fracked coal, and that's got its issues in itself. Correct. In terms of that process of fracking, um, development of fracked coal seam, uh, uh, fracked coal seam 
gas to supply it, uh, right? Uh, just like you can sweet talk the states to lift their border closures, PM. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely piece. It was a beautiful backhander. And even that, uh, you know, before we uh, contemplate the protesters and the lawfare that would be unleashed through green, red and black tape to stop it all. <laughs> so I think the chances are uh, uh, slimmish, but um, the mere fact that, you know, it's uh, it just seems to be this blanket statement of that. That's what we're going to do. Um, it's got the ire of many. Is uh, is the short version. Now that being said, um, I'm going to get somebody onto our program in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're just sort of having a chitty chat now about uh, timing and and whatnot. And I want someone to come and talk to us about renewable, um, who's a lot more qualified than me. Um, and uh, and I think that would be a good topic for us. To, terrific to, to topic, go, all go over it. One day. all so, over it, mate, uh, all over it. So we'll uh, we'll craft uh, that together when we can, and uh, I'd look forward to having that discussion. So there so, we go. I've um, uh, yeah, it's been a real eye opener for me. I've got to say, I will I will search that out and watch that. Yeah, no, you, no very I'll send you a text to remind you of uh, the name. But thank it's you a, very much. It's a it's a ripper, and I think one the I think the chap that's. Uh, done it is one of the ex chasers, you know the yeah. chaser boys. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those boys. I think Craig uh, Rukal. Uh, yeah, that's him. Hmm. That's exactly who. Yeah, it is. he's very passionate. Yeah, he's about very, that very, very good. Um, you know, it's a, it's a good watch. Can I and, talk to you about um, novelty toilet roll cakes now, Scotty? Ooh, I'm glad you said novelty toilet roll cakes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Helsinki Reuters. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. A quick-thinking Helsinki bakery has saved itself from financial ruin due to the coronavirus pandemic by creating a cake that looks like a toilet roll, Scotty. Oh, brilliant. All their orders were cancelled last month at the same time as panicked consumers began to hoard toilet roll. This sparked the idea of a toilet roll cake made of oat batter, passion fruit mousse and covered with white fondant. Lovely. The first five cakes sold within an hour... And the baker, Uliana Timofeeva, told Reuters the cake became a social media hit. The bakery now has hundreds of orders and its owner has even been able to hire two extra people to make the novelty toilet roll cakes. A good news story. That's very good. In fact, I saw one. uh, There was one only a few weeks back on breakfast television. Um, There's a chap, uh, I'll stand corrected, I think in Sydney, and he makes these novelty cakes too. Uh, and he made one of basically somebody's hand, uh, yeah, an arm, <laughs> that had a, a giant wound. You know? <laughs> so he makes all these things that you just go... What the? It looks, and they look so unbelievably real, yeah. and then he cuts it up and it's cake, but you just, it messes with your head. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, really? try, I'll try and find some photos and uh, see if I can share them with you. Speaking it's, of it's uh, messing with your head, yes, uh, Melania Trump. Oh, God. I'm, I feel messed up already. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I'm feeling faint. There's a book. Yeah, there's I'm another book. Faint. It was the book about Trump written by his sister. Oh, yeah. And this is another one. There's Stephanie Winston's written a book. Stephanie Winston Walkoff, Melania and Me. Oh, this is the chick that's had the blow up with her. Correct. Correct. Her, so Eric's good friend. So she's got a bit of tish on the liver here. So yeah, you know, take yeah. all this with a grain of large Himalayan pink salt. I, I read the article. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, go for it. 
It's uh, the First Lady of the United States is fully complicit in Donald Trump's actions. Yep. And he's no different from her husband, according to Stephanie. Mm. Um, tr- uh, Melania has been usurped by the President's favourite daughter, Ivanka, and her husband, Jared, who have prevailed over the First Lady in their fight for power. Right? So um, the, she goes on to say that um, despite often giving the impression they can't stand each other, <laughs> the Trumps are masters of the dark. Yes. <laughs> I love that line. That <laughs> Use was just... distractions to deflect attention yeah. from activities they would prefer to shroud. Yeah. I love it. Um, so this goes on for a while, this article, but uh, I like this bit where she says she describes the relationship as not too dissimilar to the psychopathic Underwoods from House of Cards. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, isn't it? Which was a great show if you haven't seen that. That's a belter. No, I've seen it. Um, it calls it a transactional marriage. Which is all about supporting the showman Trump. Right. Unlike Claire Underwood, who's in the House of Cards show, Melania has few policy or political aspirations and does not covet covet power herself. She was happy at Trump Tower. She loved Trump Tower. She was thrilled at her life. If her husband loses the presidency at the November 3 election, she'll be in the south of France on a really big yacht with a really big brim hat Doing what she's always wanted to do, nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> How good is so that? it uh, sounds like this uh, girl's got given her a bit of a whack, a whackety whack, whack, whack with yep. a book, and uh, yeah, geez, it just defies belief whether, they, whether he can get back in. But stranger things have happened. She's on TV tonight. Oh, okay. Talking is that about what it is? talking about exactly this. Right, yeah. So there's we'll, yeah, uh, you, we might have a look at that. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't really look at that show. Might have to. Hey, can I tell you about something uh, I, 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 it's bizarre? Uh, I, went, I, I came down the road and uh, went past this funny sort of looking building. Um, it was called a pub. Oh, yeah. Do, do, you, do you remember what? Do you yeah. remember what they were? In 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 the late um, 2019, so popular places where people could actually gather uh, in crowds. Right. And they could actually stand within 1.5 metres of each other and drink. Right. And talk to each other. Right. Okay. They're um, public houses. They've public been around yeah. um, since the Roman times. Oh, so just a And little, they a are used while. as a key tenant, especially in country towns and regional areas, of people coming together to swap the use of the day. Yes. And talk about what's going on in their lives. They're very important for mental health. What and ha- very important for Carlton United breweries. What happened to them? Uh, the government decided that they were no longer required. Oh. Mm. Well, uh, this, one, this one is still required, it would seem, because I, I went past and um, there's, there, there's like a little alfresco window and um, they're selling takeaway cocktails. They're selling takeaway beer too, because <laughs> I have purchased said thing in what is called a growler. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Right. Yes. It's a large brown jug. <laughs> yes. And you can get your fresh tank draft in the said jug, take it home, pour it and watch it. Really? Like when you're watching the television. Yeah, we have yeah, we have several growlers in our house. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I imagine you'd have growlers in your house if you didn't have growlers in your house. <laughs> so uh, they do a uh, roaring trade and take away beer yeah. and cocktails. Well, this uh, this said establishment has uh, got the little cocktail window open and there's the, the little price list of all the cocktails you can get and um, I didn't uh, I didn't manage to stop and get one because we... Do that on your way, and, huh? Come and do our show, but I might have to slide by on oh, the way yeah. home. No, I think you should because I think it's a good thing to support local business. I think it's and, a very and, good thing. Uh, poor old pubs. 
Yep. Uh, your walk park went on a long walk this morning. Walk parks several that, that were closed, and it's 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 very sad. Yeah, very sad. No, it is very sad. Now, anyway. but when you were in, what sprung to mind here? Uh, this is not about the pub, but when you're just talking about um, uh, Trumpy, Mrs. Trumpy, um, uh, it reminded me of this. <laughs> I read something the other day. It said, um, "I came home late um, uh, last night, and I found my wife crying." Uh, I asked her what was wrong, and she required that she was homesick. I replied back, but darling, you're home. She cried back, yes, and I'm sick of it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we'll take so a quick break off the back of that. Dad, dad joking, <laughs> dad didn't, didn't we? Yeah. Right. You might want coronavirus to hurry up and be over, but for June, recovery is slow. I'm fearful of um, brain damage. I have um, a weakness all down my right side. I have nerve damage in my right hand. I'm hoping that my balance improves. It's a terrible disease. Please play your part. For details, go to vic.gov.au forward slash coronavirus. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. From Paran to Parkdale, you're listening to Southern FM. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. Put your flat rags on, join me home. We'll have some fun when the clock strikes one. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. We're going to rock, rock, rock.
Bill Haley and his Bill comments. Haley. Yeah. 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 Rock around the clock, uh, 1954 hit. Yep. For Bill Haley and his comments. Um, went to the charts, topped, uh, sold seven, seven, 75,000 copies, and it was in a movie called The Blackboard Jungle, and then it hit number one. Yep. For eight weeks, and um, yeah, it was. Um, the recording was until the late 90s, recognised by our friend, the good book, the Guinness Book of World Records, oh. as having the highest sales claim for a pop vinyl recording, with an unaudited claim of 25 million copies sold. Right. I own the vinyl of Rock Around the Clock by Bill Hayden's comments. I reckon I had the 45. There's two records that every household in Australia has. I reckon that's one, Rock Around the Clock, yep. and Bill, uh, um, Neil Diamond Hot August Nights. Probably the other one. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was mandatory. mandatory. <laughs> so um, it's, it's sort of rockabilly, uh, Bill Haley and his uh, comments there. So there's a bit more food for thought to the rockabilly debate that's yeah. raging at the moment in Bayside. Uh, I've still got blue suede shoes in the box seat. <laughs> I've got two more right. if I can fit oh, in that, you, that might change your mind. Now... Scotty, I did want to talk to you about, I, I said when it, we got to 3.30, by Jingo's oh. by Crikey. We've got there pretty quickly. Haven't we ever? Um, oh, I, I You're going to talk about food, aren't you? I said I'm <laughs> food. Make us hungry. <laughs> I'll go straight to the supermarket after this and get dinner prepared. Yep. Um, but I said several weeks ago that I'd talk to you about biscuits. You did. And I'm going to list a range of biscuits that are Australia's best biscuits, according to moi. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to name, i just add these up, just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm going to lay my top ten in top? no particular order. Oh, no particular order. No, because I haven't made right. up an order yet. Right. <laughs> so, here we go. Yep. When you think of biscuits, you think of Arnott's, and you think of the assorted collection, which oh, yes. contain the Kingston biscuit. Oh, yes. The orange slice the shortbread cream. Yes. The nice, which is the one sprinkled with sugar. Yes. The butternut snap. Yes. yes. You think of all those? Yes. And then I'm going to whiz through a whole lot of other yummy biscuits. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to name all the biscuits that I've got that aren't in the top ten, and I'm going to name a top ten. Right. Just decided that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you're, you're good on the fly. Monte Carlo's. Oh, I love them. Wagon wheels. I love them even more. Tim Tams. Yeah, nice. Uh, iced Vovos. Oh, yes, okay. I was never big on the Vovo. But... TikToks. Oh, I used to love a good When you TikTok. were a kid, used to lick, yeah, lick the dip, icing off. Dip yeah. it in my tea. And... <laughs> TV snacks. Yes. TikToks, eh? Tiny Teddies. Oh, yeah. Monstered a few of those. White chocolate macadamias. No, 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 not on my list. Not on your list. All right. That's all right. My top ten. Yeah. In no particular order. (laughs) The teddy bear biscuit. Oh, yeah. Got to love it. You can have it. You can have it plain or you can have it covered with chocolate. I don't care as long as it's got that familiar teddy bear shape. Yeah, it's a good biscuit, the teddy bear. The scotch finger. Yes. Where you snap it in two and have a bit of a dunkety poo. (laughs) The milk arrow root. Yeah, yeah, but p- plain in nature, but a staple. A staple. <laughs> <laughs> the lemon crisp. 
Lemon crisp. Yes, it was love a small really? biscuit with lemon in the middle of it. Wonderful biscuit. Really? Mm. Yeah, okay. A Florentine. Yeah. I can have a Florentine any time of the day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a chocolate royal. Oh, you smash it on and your head. And you smash it on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love a good chocolate. Now royal. this might this might be a bit weird for you, but the Garibaldi what? Was the thin one with dates in it? The oh, really yes, thin biscuit yes, with dates yes, in it. Yes, fantastic. I never biscuit. knew it was called a Garibaldi, though. Okay, that's my top three. Roll oh, here we go. Drum roll. A melting moment. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, an Anzac biscuit. Yeah, very patriotic. Mm. Yeah, and my favourite, the golden nut. I love a golden nut. What's a golden nut? A golden nut? What's a golden nut? Oh, I've not had a golden nut. I don't know what a golden nut is. Ginger. Taste oh. of ginger. Ginger nut. Sorry. Oh. Ginger nut. Oh. That's sometimes called golden nut. But oh. ginger nut. That's my favourite. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a big ginger fan. So, um, and for bonus no, points, but, uh, yep. for bonus points, I went for non-sweet biscuits. Oh. And cop, cop these, because I reckon you've had all of these. Yeah, go on. Shapes. Oh, yeah. Sayos. Yeah, millions. Saladas. Thousands. Cruskets. Not so good. A few. Savoys. Cruskets are things that babies have, aren't they? Those cruskets. No, nah, there's cruskets. Oh, no. Savoys. Yeah, smashed them. Uh, Ritz. Uh, yeah. Jats. Yeah. Vita wheat. Oh, and yeah. Chicken and a biscuit. Oh, yeah. Chicken, <laughs> chicken and a biscuit. How good are they? <laughs> Seriously. There you go. Biscuits. Oh, so no. I'd share that with you. Well, I tell you what, you've you, you've just about you've just about got me inspired now. So now, now I think I'm going to have to go and buy a biscuit tin and create a little oh, biscuit. You've got to have a biscuit I don't, jar. You know, see, I'm, I'm I suppose I'm more of a. a I mean, I've got you know. Um, They're uh, no good I, for my waistline. <laughs> Not at all. Well, but in these times of COVID, yeah. Now I hear you. I mean, I see. I'm probably going to go and. Um, have a little pick into my marinated octopus. Oh, you're you're more into oh, your Mediterranean yeah, flavours. Maybe maybe a little bit of cheese on one of those biscuits. Potentially. Well, why don't you? So, I'm going to ask you for next week to yes. come back with your favourite Mediterranean delicacies. Oh, no problem. Huh? Oh yeah. So this includes charcuterie. Yeah. Salamis and yamon oh, yeah. and all of those sort of fine meats. Yep. Um, you know, from the house of. <laughs> Wherever they can potoki. <laughs> My. Um, that, this includes your marinated octopus, your bell peppers, your olives, um, olives oh, your. Your. Yeah, yeah all, the, all that. Cheese. Your cheeses. Yeah, cheese. So I want you to bring me your best yeah. um, smorgasbord. If I come around to your house and you're laying out like it's God. the last smorgasbord. Of assorted charcuterie cheese, olives, and dips that I, you've ever going to have in your life. What's your finest one? My daughter, my youngest daughter, made exactly that for me for my birthday a couple of weeks ago. There you go. She said, "You can you pop round and just take have, a photo of that, and you can come and recount." Well, it. I can. Uh, I tell you what, I'm sure I've got a photo of that because it was absolute. There was nothing there that I wouldn't have gone and got myself. There you go. She had the little. Pickled onions, the baby pickled onions. Oh, yeah, nice. We had some beautiful dips. She even made homemade bread. We had the olives with the balsamic vinegar to yeah. dip. 
You've got to have cabana. Three or four different chips. Oh, there was cabana yeah. there. There was some nuts. There was salami. All right. Uh, no, hang on, hang on. No, Keep no, it for no, next no, week. No, no, <laughs> mate, seriously. I'll, uh, no, I'll craft it up, don't you worry. Lovely. And then half a chance I might even bring it in. <laughs> Good on you. Now, I do want to hear about two things yes. from you today. Yes. Because you had me at these, these 60s abbreviations. Oh, yes. I want to hear about that. Uh, and then I want to hear about this, um, do, 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 you know, do, you're getting do, 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 old when oh, at some point. But I've got to give you a bionic eye as oh, well. Oh, you've got to do that. Yeah. Well, where you right, go then. Right, no, no, well, let's, let's do this. So if all the uh, all the whippersnappers out there think that they created all these abbreviations. Like um, LOL. LOL. And, and OMG. Yeah, and uh, FOMO. And FOMO. You know what FOMO is? Fear of missing out. Yes. Yep. Um, uh Yes. I don't know any of them. No, I was trying to make WTF? one WTF? Yeah, what the heck? WF, um, WFH? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what about... It's working from F-T-F. home. FTF. Failed to finish? <laughs> that goes with the horses. <laughs> I had a fair few of those yesterday. Yeah. DNA? Dead. <laughs> right, so this goes back to the... Uh, back in the 60s. Right. Um... So a common, in the 60s. This was a common expression whispered between parents and... Uh, sorry, there is a common expression whispered between parents and the little ones, I love you to the moon and back. It sort of gets used a fair bit. Yeah. Uh, and in the days of old, there was an even stranger saying to express the vastness of one's romantic ex- uh, affection for another. Um, it was often abbreviated on love letters as YTT... You'll need to write this down. Well, okay, because I'm, I'm going to guess this, right? Yeah, you got well, So it's, hang on, hang on. YTT. YTT. DS. Yeah. FAT. Yeah. CC. SH. <laughs> if you can even get the first one, you're going beautifully. Do I, do I get a lifeline, Eddie? Uh, I'll give you uh, yours is the first word. <laughs> yeah, we can't have dead air. <laughs> this, is oh, this is really oh, hard. Don't, don't, don't. Yours truly. Okay. Tonight, let let dance let, safely. I'm let, no. Let me let me just share with you that um, DS stands for Desert Sands. Uh, right. Uh, CC stands for Camels Come. <laughs> and if you can guess, oh, mate, else, I'm not going anywhere near oh, it now. No, you, I mean, I read it just going. I've never even heard of the same. But let me let me let me share it with you. Yeah. It stood for yours till the desert sands freeze, and the cu- and the camels come skating home. <laughs> you are kidding me. No, it's what they used to write to each other. Um, one of the many yours readers, till y- the y- desert yours sands till the desert sands freeze. freeze. And the camels come skating home. I didn't know camels skated. Yeah, well, I'm not sure the desert (laughs) sands are ever going to freeze any time. Well, that's true too. Um, There's a bit of a climate change issue. So basically, basically saying. I'm yours forever because neither of those two things are ever going to happen. Why wouldn't they just say that? <laughs> yeah, 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 I like your bit. Uh, one of the many readers who wrote those initials regularly was Rhonda Taylor. Rhonda? Right. There's a name you don't hear Rhonda, every day. Rhonda. Rock and Rhonda. Rhonda Taylor of Anglesey, who met her husband when she was 13 and he was 15. Uh-oh. Letter writing was much more common back in the 60s, and we always signed off on the back of an envelope in the same way, Rhonda says. 
We've now been married for 52 years and living the sign-off uh, for all of these years. Joan of Juan Turner... Joan of Juan Turner. Joan of Juan Turner <laughs> wrote a slightly different version. She wrote Y-T-T-D-S-T-T-I-A-T-C-C-S-H. Back in the 60s, when I was at school, we would write these letters on the back of an envelope, which contained a love letter to the current boyfriend, she says. Ah. They mean... Yours till the desert sands turn to ice and the camels come skating home. In other words, yours forever. Oh, there we there go. You go. Just write yours forever, will you? Yes. Even, if you, even if you just write YF. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there you go. This was, uh, this was made up many, many years ago. And, uh, and I'll tell you the other thing that just caught my eye. There was a joke of the day, but I've, I've already had my quota, so I'm not even going to go and bother with that. But you asked me to tell you, um, you know you're getting old when. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's pretty simple. Um, you know you're getting old uh, uh, when, according to Fred um, Deesh of Cranbourne West, when the take-home bag from the chemist is bigger than your bag at the weekly shop. Yeah, <laughs> so, mate, uh, sorry uh, if there was a, a lot of crescendo about that. That's all it was. <laughs> oh, that's all it was. I thought you were going to have a litany of things. No, I've still got a few I things. Could, I've still got my... I could come up with a litany of things. You're getting old when. Yeah, I could tell you. Mate, I was in the garden for four hours. i tell you what, I had a ripping day yesterday. Yes. So, you know, I sort of scrubbed up at about... I've sort of got my work gear on at about 10.30. Uh, is there anything better than the fresh smell of grass cut in, no. in spring? Oh, no. You know. Yeah. Blossom. So, blossom. Fresh colour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all, yeah, all, all right. that. Though, you know, so warm day. So yeah. she got up to about 28 It's a beautiful day. So it was a stunning day. So lawnmower out, you know, front lawn, back lawn, front nature strip, then the whipper snipper and, you know, done all the edging and oh, I've yeah. straightened up some garden bed barriers that are starting to fall over, so I've done that. I, I got out a drop saw and I made some uh, some little posts to go and hold my thing up, so I've, ha- I've had my wood interconnection and piece well, as well. Had, you've had your tools, oh, yeah, the had, tool man style. I've done my tool of... so, um, so I've done that. Then I've gone the, uh, then I've gone the gurney. Oh yeah, good. So I've good. so I've removed all the stuff from sort of out the back and put it on the lawn, and then just got the gurney. I reckon a gurney for an hour. Yeah, I like a gurney. Uh, how good's a good gurney? Yeah. So you know, done the side of the house. You know, got the got the some of the dust off, and but by God, I'm a sore today. <laughs> well, I did something I haven't done for a long time. I washed right. a, washed my car yesterday. Oh yeah, no, I've and done did that the a couple total times. vacuum. Yeah, good. And totally cleaned everything. That's a good every thing last skerrick, and then I waxed it. Did you? Because my car's a bit of a tip at the best of times, right. and I don't take care of it at all. But I waxed it. Yeah, it's good and to do. And now it's shiny. It's good to do. Have you checked your oil lately? I'll do all that. Yeah, no, you've got to do that. Yes. Check your tyre pressure, yes. just your oil. Yes. Just make sure the fundamentals car are maintenance. still there. A little bit of, you know, just 101. It was lovely just standing in the sun doing Oh, well, I thought the same. And, in fact, I was almost a bit annoyed that I'd spent so much time in the garden because my car could have done with another wash. And, um, and I, I did, get great joy at washing I did more car. than I should have because I Do was, you dry it off? Yeah, I did. And I was... Because I was looking to build up a thirst. Because <laughs> there's nothing like a bit of that work to build up a thirst. Well, I, 
I earned it. So, so that your first couple taste extra good. Well, I tell you what, I, I, I decided that I had earned it. Yes. So I got to about three. It was about Re- three. Reward yourself. Quarter to four, and I opened the uh, the second fridge, yes. which is mandatory. Yes. Uh, and there was just one little morsel there by itself. Oh, it was a very, sad. very cold Corona. Yeah. And I got a slice of lemon, and I dropped it in the top. I grabbed a chair and I sat outside in the shade because I was a little bit warm, and uh, it was just that, that was fifteen just, seconds of joy right yeah, there. I, Boom, gone. Yeah, thirty seconds. <laughs> and then I went to get the next one, and of course there's none. <laughs> so, but no, it was a it was a beautiful day in the garden. You just feel good when you get yeah. a whole bunch of things done like that. Brilliant so, day. Um, no, it was a ripper. Anyway, all uh, right. Well, we're going to take an ad. Right. Now on the other side, have you still yeah. got two songs to go? Or I've, one? Got, I've got, I've got a couple, and I'm, right. I've got others that are in my mind. You're going to run out of time. But there's one I particularly want to play. Well, what uh, well, you got to do? You so we'll do the ad. Look and, uh, after the sponsors, and look after the sponsors, and we'll come back and I'll play this next one. Right, All right buddy. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. The impact of coronavirus is felt right through families. Dealing with COVID has been nothing like I've ever experienced before. I have two little boys and being separated from them for five or six weeks now has been incredibly hard. If you're thinking about bending the rules, think about who you love most in this world and think about them in ICU. Please play your part. For details, go to vic.gov.au forward slash coronavirus. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Hi, I'm Aaron Finch. I'm Bronte Campbell. I'm Matthew Delvedova. These are extraordinary times. The presence of COVID-19 means each and every one of us is facing our toughest ever opposition. And although we stand apart, if we work together as a team and play by the rules, we'll soon get back to playing and watching the sport we love. We need your support now more than ever. So let's play by the rules. Wash your hands and listen to the advice. If we play by the rules, if we play by the rules, we'll all get through this together. From Morty Alec to Malvern. You're listening to Southern FM. I'm 
Johnny Burnett, mate. Johnny and Rock. Johnny and Rocky Burnett, out of uh, Memphis, back in '53, mate. And uh, that little sort of rockabilly band. That's very and um, they were absolutely fantastic um, little little unit. So that's just another little classic track to add into the rockabilly collection. Just to, just that to we're going through this afternoon. Keep the boys thinking we're doing a genre today, as opposed to a quirky song theme. We're just delving into a genre. Hey, I found. Well, I've got a couple up the oh, sleeve yeah. left okay. uh, today. There's a bit of the week. I could play some Gene Vincent. Oh. Which is the old Bebopalula. Oh, or I can play some Bebopalula. She's my baby. Yeah, I can play that. I've got some Eddie Cochran. I oh, can play. Yeah. A bit go right. Yeah, and I've got a couple of others, but I'll I'll, I'll hold fire and see what what mood takes me. Hey, I, I did find something very funny the other day that I read. Uh, it goes the, uh, in the following: uh, God promised men that good and obedient wives could be found in all corners of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he made the earth round and laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen oh, that. Funny, That's brilliant. Funny ditties. Yes, little ditties. So, now, I'm on your bandwagon, and yep. I'm, you've given me kindly all the things I need to do to be safe in cyber. Yes. And I spotted this thing today. Have you heard of the dark web? Uh, yes, I've heard of the dark web, but I'm actually not familiar with what it does. I think it's the web, but it's accessible by you know, sort of encrypted passwords and things. It's, right. It's full of crime and other nefarious activity. So it's another world that we normal normal people just yes. wouldn't want to access. Yes. So right. um, it's interesting that we talked the other week about data leaks and hacking and yep. these sorts Listening of things and, and all of that sort of stuff. Yep, they know your voice. So you need to be very, very careful. Um, this The man in charge of Labor's cybersecurity portfolio and self-described geek <laughs> of course he is. says he's, not, he's even not immune to data leaks and he's the guy that does it for a living. Wow. He, um, he said a lot of your old... Um, you know, social sites or online services and things. You've got to not just do the banking stuff, but you've got to remember passwords on all these old ones can be hacked. 
Yep. And he uses a password manager, a thing called a password manager. Yeah, I saw that the other to day. To recall actually. unique, complicated logins for every service. I must yeah. investigate that. But yeah. what caught my eye... There's actually an app, I What think. caught my eye was the price of your identity on the dark web. Mm-hmm. So, do you know what the going rate for a stolen Australian passport is, Scotty? Oh, I'd have a stab and go. I reckon it's probably worth five grand. No, it's just a grand. Just a grand. I thought it would be worth more than that. Yeah, so did I. A MasterCard with a pin, 20 bucks. Wow. A Visa with a pin, 34 bucks. An American Express with a pin, 47 bucks. I'm not sure why. <laughs> uh, uh, who do you pay? <laughs> now, this is what people are paying. So if you if if I nick your passport, yeah. I can sell it on the dark web for a thousand bucks. Because because people are buying these things because they can use your identity yep. um, to hack into your systems. Yeah, awesome. Right? Great. Yeah, great. An online bank account login, seventy five bucks. A PayPal account, ninety one bucks. A Facebook account, seventy five. Facebook's interesting because. Mm. You can get logins for passwords. They can see photos. They can figure out where you live. Yep, yep, the whole they can have a look at what's going on in the back of your, yep. your shelves and yep. all that sort of stuff. Yep. They can operate your camera. La, la, la. Twitter yep. account 66, Gmail 211. Counterfeit documents. I can get a passport for 900 bucks on this. Gee fake fake ID, fake driver's license for 570 bucks. even a fake birth certificate. Gee. So it's a big article and there's a lot in it, but my whole concept there is I'm going to be extra vigilant now about going and changing all my passwords. Well, I've told you about your passwords. And um, use this password manager thing because uh, it beats just uh, writing them down. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I have shared with you before, and I'm not sure if you recall, but uh, my brother plays in this world and uh, he said if you haven't got a password that's got at least 16 characters in it Mm. made up of all sorts of different things and you're not changing that monthly, you're a fool. Yeah. So... So, but how frightening is that? I mean, who would change? Uh, I don't... No, I can't say. But um, who does? Not me. No, that was my point, though. Not me. Same here, and... Um, anyway, no, I, I, I saw, I think it's an app that you can access. That, yeah, that well, actually, I'm going to investigate yeah, it. Yeah, just go and see what, see what it is. And just, because I've got, I've got very important stuff. <laughs> well, I was going to say, but make sure it's not a portal to the dark web. <laughs> I don't want to go to the dark, I don't want to go to the dark side. Welcome to the dark web, well Luke. Done. <laughs> yes, Luke Skywalker. Luke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, very good. Now, um, right. I don't know what you've got left, but I didn't. I, I saw this because there's a lot of TV shows have had to go um, and get cancelled. Ah, you were telling me about this. Now, I wouldn't have a clue where some shows were made. And no, and the, the old mate, owns old mate up the road with the uh, expensive houses, the, that show on Channel Nine. Yeah, uh, no names, no pack drill. Yeah, they're uh, they're shutting down tonight on their or tomorrow night on their episode. Oh right? yeah, yeah, tonight I think. Yeah, but um, I didn't know. This. I, I, I didn't know where these shows were filmed, so I'm going to read out the show, and yep. you're going to guess where they're filmed, and I'll give you a clue. By way of state or yes. by... Now, yep. Melbourne, Sydney, or um, somewhere in overseas locations. This will be very easy, but it's it's kind of like mm. a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you say this will be kind of easy. <laughs> well, it is kind of easy. Uh, right. okay. okay. The Block. Yeah, Melbs. Mel. Ninja Warrior Australia. Ninja Warrior. Uh, uh, well, I hang on. Uh, ninja. 
Oh, on. yeah, Melbs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you worry? Lego Masters. Uh, I reckon that's Melbs too. Yep. Yep. Maths. Uh, I reckon that's Sydney. Correct. Yep. Halifax Retribution. Great show. Sydney. No, Melbourne. Oh, no, it's all about Melbourne. Yeah. Yep. Millionaire Hot Seat. Yeah, Melbourne, but currently uh, Noosa. In the Gold- <laughs> it's on the Goldie. It's on the Goldie. Yeah. Love Island, Australia. Oh, Got to be um, New South Wales or Queensland. Yeah, the Goldie. Yep. Celebrity Apprentice. Have we still got it? I think there's Celeb- a new series coming. Oh, is there? Mm. Oh, I'll go Sydney. Yep. yep. Neighbours. <laughs> Neighbours. So, Bouncer, he is in Melbourne. Yeah. Mm. MasterChef. Uh, that's Melbourne too. The Masked Singer. Uh, that's Sydney. No, that's Melbourne. What? Mm. Is it? It is. Okay. Uh, have you been paying attention? I know somebody. Mm, okay. Uh, have you been paying attention? That's Melbs. Dancing with the Stars. Um, that's a Sydney. That's Melbourne. Is it? Mm. Dancing. Okay. The Bachelorette. Oh, Mars? <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> the Bachelor. Yeah, Sydney. Bachelor in Paradise. Sydney? No, Fiji. Oh. <laughs> okay. Survivor. Um, uh, well, it's got to be OS. Yeah, it's F1J1 again. Uh, Fiji, yeah. And uh, Amazing Race Australia. All over Australia. Oh, yeah, just <laughs> here. <laughs> All over the Australia. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Uh, well, South Africa. No, it's actually on the New South Wales-Queensland border. Oh, That's the, a bit of a joke, I think. This is the, No, the one they're about to film yeah. is going to be back here in the hinterland. That's, that's right. Yeah, correct. That's right. Got it. Actually, that's just Queens, New South Wales people trying to get into Queensland. Yeah, that's right. The front bar. Oh, Melbs. Big brother. Uh, Queensland. Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, the voice. Uh, voice has probably got a bit. Goldie? Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Yeah, okay. Farmer wants a wife. Oh, don't care. New South Wales. <laughs> okay. Plate of origin. Uh, New South Wales. Yes. Um, uh, the chase. Oh. Um, I reckon that's probably Sydney. Yes. Yep. And home and away. Um, Melbourne. Sydney. Was that Sydney as well? Sydney. Oh, yeah, because it's all Sydney beaches. And... Which only went to show that there's a hell of a lot of filming activity goes on in the uh, the state of Victoria and particularly in Melbourne. And um, it's amazing how they're all prospering through. Yes. Must be essential activity, TV production, is it? I don't know. But I, I, what I can never get my head around is how there seems to be 10,000 vans and... <laughs> Every time you go, and they're probably shooting a 30-second commercial that takes them about two weeks, yeah. and there's 800 million people involved. <laughs> they always have the food truck. Oh, the food. food there's the food good truck. And good catering. Oh, God, seriously. Uh, I reckon uh, that, that's up there with council workers doing council work for me. <laughs> on your, leaning on shovels, and there's people just standing around drinking coffee. So um, now, can I get? I just want to get this bionic eye in before yeah, we run out do. of time because uh, I can. We can hold over on a couple of things, but this is really cool. Um, so the wor- world first miracle device that lets blind people see is nearing human trials. Um, it's an implant and camera headset. So um, a product of Monash University uh, Vision Group has already been successfully tested in animals. 
many of the people, and, and they reckon human trials within five, uh, uh, no, it could be on the market in as little as five years. So, What's this? What is it? So this is uh, a little, um, uh, it's an implant and a camera headset for blind people. Right. Right. Many people with vision loss um, have damage to the optic nerves, which stop important signals being sent from the retina to the brain, which yes. is basically, it tells you what, what you're looking at. Uh, the Monash device has been designed to bypass this damage, creating a pathway for the person to see again. Um, the Monash Neurobionics Lab- uh, Laboratory, Yan Tat Wong, um, said it was you like... that name again? Yeah, that's Yan Tat Wong. Yep. Um, as opposed to... No, I can't go there. Said it was uh, like putting to, putting together uh, pixels on a TV. So this is the pixelation within your, your TV screen, effectively. Yep. Um, what we want to do is fill in what's lost by blindness, he said. It works by connecting a miniature electronic implant to the surface of the brain. The implant then is connected to a set of vision goggles and a camera, essentially acting as a bionic eye. Wow. They transmit to a phone or pocket device in the vision, uh, and the vision is scanned for the most important detail, which are then converted into a pattern via a series of electric pulses that stimulate the brain and allow the person to see a version of what is in front of them. Low res, uh, it's low-res vision, um, but he said it can help them to at least see the outlines of stop signs or cars on the road. Uh, he said it'll allow them to navigate the world. It's called Genaris, G-E-N-N-A-R-I-S. Um, but they reckon within five years, um, people who are completely blind will actually have a, a way of seeing what's in front of them. That's a remarkable yeah, breakthrough. so I love stuff like that where, where you just completely change people's lives, which is what Fred Hollows was doing yeah, before Freddie, he passed. The great, the, the great great work that he'd done. So um, so we are just about to run out of time. Uh, or the only thing I can report is that old mate... Um, over in Russia. Oh, yes. Uh, What's the yeah. update? Uh, well, there, there is an update. Um, he uh, he wasn't nobbled by a cup of tea. Oh. Uh, so it says new evidence uh, has shown he was not, it was not by a cup of tea at an airport, but by a water bottle in his hotel room in Siberia. Ah, well, someone's so, still got to him, right? Yeah, He's absolutely. not doing that himself. No, so uh, so that's uh, very much alive and well. But, yeah, it just says a video of, uh, of his Instagram account showed some of the supporters wearing rubber gloves to protect potential evidence, including three open bottles of water. Mm. Um, so, yeah, all sorts of interesting I, things yeah, in that part I of the world. I don't still. know that I'll be visiting Russia. Oh. So it's not on my list of travel destinations. So if somebody said, would you like to go work in Siberia? I, 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 I will. Go, I'd like to go to St. Petersburg. Yeah, like that. Yep. But not, uh, not too many other places. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be watching the mini bar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No tea, thanks, and no hold the water. And hold the Just water. Just vodka is fine. Vodka is fine. <laughs> yes, they can't. They can't put poison in vodka. Nah, it kills no, everything. It kills everything. Now we haven't got time for any more songs, but right. uh, just for the record, yes, um, Gene Vincent. Was very, very good at the rockabilly oeuvre. Yes. As was Eddie Cochran. Right. As was a guy that I'd forgotten about, Shaken Stevens. Oh, Shaken Stevens. <laughs> what did he sing? Well, he had a thing called This Old House. Oh, This Old... That's right. This and Old he House. A, he had a thing called Green Door. Right. Behind the Green Door. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. he had a few of those. So uh, in your spare time, and uh, hopefully this has inspired you to go and investigate the rockabilly um, oeuvre, Right. Um, go and have a 
listen to Shaken. Go and have a listen <laughs> to Eddie. Go and have a listen to Gene. And look, any early, um, any early work by Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, any oh, any yeah. work by uh, early Elvis. Yep. Um, you know, it's all in the rockabilly oeuvre. So, all right. I don't know if we've settled the great debate. <laughs> Uh, it's, sorry if there's more confusion but, now. <laughs> um, I think we've put a little bit of mayo on it. Oh, I love, it. love um, it. But today I'd like to go out with Australia's new national anthem as we say goodbye oh, from the two smoking guns. Stand up, Australia. Okay. Oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, how I want to be with St Kilda. Saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, how I want to be with Sikula when the saints.